there are three forces that impact if all of this personal development work that you're doing are gonna stick. Have you ever noticed that you read the books and you try to take the courses and you, you do the stuff, but it seems like sometimes those transformations aren't really sticking? There's probably one of three reasons why that is, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjack. I'm a personal development expert with 10 years coaching experience. I've built up a multi-million dollar income helping people to master their minds and rewire it for success. And this podcast will give you the principles, the strategic tools, and the strategies to create lasting success in the areas of money, business, career, all the way to things like marriage, love, and parenting. This is the place where you start the process of rewiring your mind for true and lasting success from the inside out. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery podcast. So let's talk about personal development right? You hear that your life is a direct reflection of the, how much personal development you do. And I want to just change that a little bit. Your life is not a direct reflection of the amount of personal development you do. It's a direct reflection of the quality of personal development you do. You see all the time people say, do the 52 book challenge, right? Where you read 52 books, 52 personal development books in a year. But if that's for entertainment and you're reading a book for entertainment, 52 in a year, great. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to bettering your life, if you're reading 52 books, different books in a year, it's not gonna stick because you're going for quantity instead of quality. It's the depth of your personal growth that makes a difference. See, here's what people do. They think that they're missing a certain mindset or skill set. And so they'll study it, right? They'll study confidence and they'll read a book on confidence and they might feel a little bit more motivated in the morning, but by the end of the book, they end up feeling like they're just missing something, right? And then they go and they buy another book. And so 30 personal development books stacked up in the corner later, you feel like you're still missing something and you're not any more confident. And that's what most people do. Most people just read books and they think that that's going to make it stick. Now, books are not a bad thing. If you're watching the video version of the show, you can probably see that I have a bookshelf full of hundreds of books. There's nothing wrong with reading books, but just doing personal development on its own, meaning consuming personal development material on its own, is going to limit you because these three forces that support your level of growth are likely missing. And so when I present these three forces, one objection that might come up and typically comes up whenever I bring this up is that, well, I can't afford to do something like that, or that's not a good fit for me right now. And what people make the mistake of doing is priding themselves on doing personal development themselves. Like I need to be able to will myself through this to do it myself. And there's so much ego attached to personal development. Like I need to show that I'm capable, show that I'm worthy, show that I can do it. And so accepting help in any other way feels like you're failing when really it's not. See, there's a beautiful thing about independence. Independence means I'm gonna take responsibility for my life, I'm gonna go after it, my life is my responsibility, my emotions are my responsibility, it's a beautiful thing. But when you get to a place of interdependence, that is a beautiful place. It's saying, hey, I know that I can go after things myself, but I know that you and I working towards this dream together is far more powerful than I ever could on my own. But when our ego gets involved, we're so tied to showing that we're worthy, showing that we can do it, and it ends up limiting our success. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make when trying to develop personally is that they do it all themselves. They do it all themselves. They don't ask for help. They don't seek out help and they rationalize why they can't. And it keeps them in the exact same spot because they're not willing to implement these three forces that we're going to talk about in just a minute that will keep you, uh, that will actually support the personal development you're doing. See, most people use personal development as a way to escape developing personally. What do I mean by that? Doing the actual deep work that's required to grow 
means that you have to face some stuff. You have to face the things that have gotten you to where you are right now. When you break a limiting belief, you have to face all the crap that created it, right? So you knowing that you have to face that, people don't want to do that. And so what they'll do is they'll rationalize the self-study and doing it on themselves is personal development. And there is some development in that. I'm not shaming that. I do my own self-study as well. You absolutely should do it. But if that's all you do, then what ends up happening is right when you get to the point of transformation where you have to face the deep stuff, what ends up happening is you distract yourself or you get another book or you just breeze past and you don't do the exercises. Why? Because the strongest force in the human personality is to stay consistent with who you already think you are. And if you don't have someone or a group of people that are helping you to break through that, you're going to find that you breeze over it as well because the ego doesn't want to change. The ego wants to stay the same. It's called a comfort zone for a reason. Comfort zone is synonymous with ego. Ego, everyone's greatest obstacle, E-G-O. And so we need to get past this. We need to get past this idea of, I'm just going to read and study personal development. Now, what gets in the way of people investing in themselves at a deep level? Money, right? People are afraid, well, I don't have the money for that right now. And what they're accidentally doing is they're keeping themselves in the exact same spot. They're like, well, you know, last time I invested in myself, I got burned. Or last time I partnered with someone, I got burned. And they say things like this over and over and over again. It prevents them from diving deep into coaching programs that can help them transform their life. Another thing that they end up doing We'll talk more about this with our second force, which is all about the people that you spend your time with. And that is they rationalize that the people that are in their peer group need to be better than them in the area that they want to succeed in. See, a mastermind is not just about being around people that are just successful in the area that you want to be successful in. That too, it's not a bad thing. But we want to be around people that are also successful in other areas. And so what limits people from going after these forces is they think, well, I'm successful in that area already, or I already think positively in that area already. And they're looking at success through a narrow lens instead of, well, what is success? It's different for everybody. And so if you're looking at these forces through your definition of success, then you could be limiting yourself because everyone has a different definition. And so let me explain what that means. There are three forces that will support your personal development to actually make it stick. And you want to make sure that you have all three of these, these forces in your arsenal on a regular basis. These are all part of my life. I am part of each of these on a regular basis, and I was part of each of these before I could afford it. And I was part of each of these when I was rationalizing myself, I can do it all myself. That's when I knew I needed to get into these circles. So what's the first force that allows you to actually develop personally? The first force that actually allows your personal development to work is coaching. Because here's the thing, you can't see your limiting beliefs. You need somebody to ask you questions and challenge you to move through to the next level. And remember what I said about doing personal development on your own. You might rationalize, well, yeah, I'll ask myself those questions. No, you won't. Not the same depth, not from the same angle. You want coaching from someone who has walked this path in some way, shape, or form, right? Maybe they're not as successful as you in a certain area, but that's like, think about LeBron James. He's got a shooting coach, right? Steph Curry has a ball handling coach. Leonardo DiCaprio has an acting coach. How does that make sense? They're arguably the best. So why do they have coaches if they're the best? Because a coach can see something that they can't see. They can call out blind spots. See, here's the thing about limiting beliefs and toxic thought patterns. They're hiding in your mental blind spots. Blind spots meaning you can't see them. You need someone else to call that out. Hey, did you notice that this is a habit that you have? Give an example. One of my coaching clients, 
She is far more successful than me in business. And we were on, she hired me as a coach because this is my thing, helping people uncover their limiting beliefs. And so we were on a coaching call. She's more successful than I am, right? So I'm, from her perspective, I'm less successful in terms of finances and business than she is. But we were on a coaching call and I was talking to her and she was going through her, the challenges she was facing. And I said, name, did you notice that every time a challenge comes up, you always say, I struggle with, right? You're always talking about how you're struggling with something. And that's a consistent pattern that you have. And it changed her whole freaking life because she realized she was just, she was just that little change. The way that she was labeling her challenges talked herself out of being able to solve them. And so a coach doesn't need to be more successful than you, but they do need to know how to ask you the right questions to lead you to the destination that you're trying to get to, your ultimate destiny, because they can call out blind spots that you can't see. And what most people do is they say, I can't afford a coach, right? I can't afford a coach. And what they're accidentally doing is they're putting themselves into a corner and they're keeping themselves in the exact same spot saying, well, once I make more money, once I grow my business, once I get promoted, then I'll hire a coach. It will never happen that way. You cannot succeed in a big way on your own. Nothing great is ever created on your own. It's called an investment for a reason, right? If you look at investing in your 401k or your Roth IRA as an expense, you see it as money leaving you, right? That's a scarcity mindset. But if you see that money as growing and gonna reward you in retirement, it's a very different way to see it. It is an investment that returns tenfold. You'll never go broke from investing in yourself. I had to make a decision years ago that basically said, do I hire a coach or do I not hire a coach? I was $92,000 in debt. And I could have said, once I'm out of debt, then I'll hire a coach so I can be successful. Instead, I said, I'm deeply in debt, which is exactly why I need to hire a coach so I can become successful, right? That's what I wanna do. I wanna create a seven-figure income so I'd already have a coach, therefore I need to be abundant now and hire them. So you need to have a coach. And I want you to evaluate yourself. Do you have a coach that's regularly in your life? Spaced repetition of coaching sessions where the focus is on you and your transformation. If not, you need it. You absolutely need that to happen. That's the first force that supports your personal development. Because think about this, you're doing the books, you're reading it, and then you'll go through some transformation, you'll notice some resistance come up. Well, if you're just left your own devices, you are going to avoid that resistance. But with a coach, a coach can explore it with you and help you uncover why the avoidance is there. It can help you uncover why those triggers exist and that allows you to break through them. Does that make sense? The second force that holds your personal development together is peer group. The second force is peer group. Now, this is incredibly important that you are around people that expect you to succeed. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people make a mistake when thinking about peer group by thinking about it like these people need to be more successful than me in the area that I want to be successful in. Now, is that a bad thing if they are? No, I'm around people that are more successful than me in business. It's fantastic when I'm in that group. It elevates me, it raises me up, it calls in the best version of me. But when we are around people that are more, that are less successful than us, Oftentimes we go to judgment and saying, well, I'm the consistent positive thinker in this group. I'm the consistent one that's always pretty optimistic. I'm looking at this through a good lens. These people seem to have these challenges, right? And we kind of go into a, it's like a pseudo judgment of them. We're not trying to judge them. That's not our intention, but we go into a pseudo judgment of these people without seeing what high performance really is. See, you want a peer group that is full of high performers. What does high performer mean? Heightened and sustained levels of success and happiness. Now here's the thing about success and happiness. It's subjective. I'll give you an example. 
my uh, one of my buddies named Jeremy. He is incredible. The World Blind Golf Champion. He has won the World Blind Golf Championships three times, the National Championships nine times. He has a genetic condition where he lost his sight at the age of 19. Really inspirational guy. Our business is leaps and bounds past where his is. His is still successful, right? But ours is leaps and bounds past where his is. That's no judgment on him. It's I'm surrounding myself in that peer group because he is successful and happy. Now, what does that mean? Success is completely dependent on the person's own definition. And so when I look at someone that I'm putting myself in a peer group in, I am not looking at their accolades as the only thing. I am looking at their values. I am surrounding myself with people that think high performance thoughts about different areas. If I am successful financially and I'm struggling in my parenting, does it make sense for me to be in a peer group with someone that's crushing the parenting game but struggling financially? Absolutely it does because you can elevate each other and help each other in different areas of your business, career, life, etc. But most people only surround themselves with people that are successful in the area that they want to be successful in. Not a bad thing. But most people are trying to create success in the one area they're already fulfilled in, and they're avoiding the areas in their life that they're not fulfilled in, thinking that if I'm successful in this one area I want to be successful in, then my worth will be there. Then I'll feel happy. Then I'll feel fulfilled. And all they feel is empty. It's because they're not focusing on the area they need to work on. So instead of it being around these people are more successful than me, it's these people expect me to be successful. That's how you evaluate a great peer group. What are the values of this group? Are they high performers in their own right, in their own life? And do they expect me to succeed? Do they call on the highest version of me? Do they level me up to a different way of thinking? That's how you evaluate that. But most people make the mistake of thinking, I just need to be around people that are more successful than me in, in business or career. And that's a mistake. One example, a mastermind I joined over the last couple of years. Our business is one of the most successful businesses in that mastermind. But I still love being part of that mastermind. Why? Because I can learn something from every single person. Here's the thing about success. Your feet should never leave the ground. If your feet leave the ground and you all of a sudden think, well, I think more positively than them, then you've taken yourself out of student mode and you've put yourself into this position on a pedestal and you're thinking about yourself, well, yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. And here's what typically happens when you're there. You rattle off personal development concepts, you know, just like it's clockwork, right? You'll start saying these things over and over and over again. You'll be able to diagnose other people really, really easily. You'll say, well, this is going on with them. But whenever they give you advice, you kind of don't really listen to it. Right? You're kind of like, well, I'm already positive thinking. I'm more, I'm more of a happy person than they are. right? Or I'm more successful than they are. And what you do is you go out of student mode and you limit yourself because you're looking at this, these people that are successful in their own regard through the lens of judgment. That happens so often. And what people do is they remove themselves from the very group that would allow them to think of ideas to go to the next level. So you need, when you're evaluating peer group, which supports all the personal development you do, you need to look at the values of the people and do they expect you to succeed? That's the standard. And yes, if someone's successful in the area you want to be successful in, fantastic, right? But that's called a mentor, right? A mentor is someone who's already done what you're trying to do, right? A peer group might be trying to do the same things as you. Does that make sense? 
So we oftentimes go to peer groups thinking that they should be our mentors. You go to a peer group for the value you can add and to be held to a higher standard. You get your mentors, absolutely get your mentors. That's a separate thing though, but you need to be in groups where people expect you to succeed and the values are there and they are high performers in their own regard, based on their own life, their own values. Does that make sense? That's the second force that holds up your personal development. You need a peer group because your life is a direct reflection of the expectations of your peer group. And the third piece, the third force that really makes personal development possible, which really supports all the growth that you're doing, is what's called spaced immersion. Immersion. Think about this. What is the best way to learn a language? It's not Duolingo. Now, I do Duolingo every single day to study Spanish, right? It's a wonderful thing. I absolutely love doing it. I love the spaced repetition of my self-study. That's the equivalent of reading a personal development book. But I need spaced immersion of being immersed in the culture. The fastest way to learn Spanish is to go to Spain or Mexico, right? And to actually be immersed in the environment. What that means is immersion being spaced repetition where there is a, a segment of days out of your week where the transformation you desire is all that you're drinking. It's all that you're eating. It's all that you're consuming. And what this allows you to do is avoid plateaus because when we have limiting beliefs and they're not challenged, immersion challenges your beliefs because you see different stories, different examples, and a mentor teaching you things, right? You're around that mentor that you want to be part of. But when you are not in a place of immersion, what ends up happening is that you view the personal development books and courses you're reading through the lens of your own limiting beliefs, which keeps you stuck. And so you need spaced repetition where there's a segment of days where this transformation is coming in your eyes, your ears, every single direction. And what that allows you to do is avoid plateaus. High performers know that plateaus are coming. They are coming. That's a guarantee they're coming. But what they do is they put spaced repetition of immersion there. So most people oscillate between pain and survival. They're in a place of pain and then they're like, well, this hurts, so I'm gonna start making some changes. And they get to a place of survival where they're barely keeping their head above the water and then they stop and they go back down. But what high performers do is they use immersion as a way out of that plateau. So they go from a place of pain to survival and then they start dipping. And that is exactly when they get into a place of immersion. You get into immersion and that blasts you off to the next level of success, even higher. And then what happens? The plateau comes and it starts around that corner where you're about to go down again. And that's where you have space repetition of immersion and you blast off again because you're flooding yourself with the energy of transformation. We need all three of these forces for our success to be inevitable. We need these in our lives. But if you're one of the people that's rationalizing that you can't afford it, if you're one of the people that are rationalizing that, well, I'm more successful than the people that are in this group, if you're one of the people that are saying, well, I can do it all myself, or, you know, I, I can't really do that right now, it's not a good time, then what you're causing is your circumstances to continue. And that might be because of the limiting beliefs that you have going on in your life. Now, what did I say about limiting beliefs? You can't see them right? They're in your blind spots. And number two, you believe them. You think they're true. But once you have identified what those limiting beliefs are, that allows you to start the process of personal change. It allows you to actually move forward because you're like, wow, that is limiting me. That's absolutely right. And if you're in that place where you're saying, well, okay, this makes sense, but I do have some of those limiting beliefs that make me not want to do some of these things because I know there's an investment involved in these things. And typically, by the way, friends, Coaching, peer group, and immersion, those are high ticket items, meaning you will invest in those things. 
And I have invested $100,000 into this, into not just this, but into one example of this, one peer group. I've invested in such a high level and I've invested about half a million dollars in my personal growth over the last five years in these three areas because that's how powerful it is. That's how I'm able to do what I'm doing now because I've consistently invested in myself. It's allowed me to grow. So these things are a high ticket, but if you're at that breaking point of like, well, I'm dealing with challenges financially, you have to bridge the gap of starting beyond scarcity instead of trying to get past scarcity because you never get past scarcity. You have to start beyond it. And so you, if you're having challenges with this, you might make sense of this conceptually, but if you're having a hard time diving into it and really doing it, it might be because of the lens in which you are viewing success, your archetype, your unique success archetype, meaning the limiting beliefs that you have about success your lens of success. And like I've mentioned multiple times in the show, I've studied now about 40,000 people from all over the world. And I've recognized some patterns, right? After working with all those people and seeing different behaviors over and over and over again, you can recognize pretty easily some patterns. And there's five major patterns, five archetypes. And I developed a completely free quiz where you can identify what yours is so you can see what your limiting beliefs are. Maybe get a little bit of coaching today. It's free, it takes 60 seconds, it will show you why some of these things might be limiting and where your starting point is. Does that make sense? And if you're joining us at Rewired Live, later this week. It'd be good for you to have this information. By the way, not too late to get your ticket to Rewired Live. You can find that at bradbizjack.com slash Rewired Live. We start in just a couple of days in St. Louis. It's going to be freaking awesome. But besides the point, if you are going to that event, taking this quiz, even if you've taken it before and reevaluating where is my starting point will help you get the most out of that event. And if you're not going to that event, holy cow, just knowing this in general in life will help you so much with how you are seeing success. You'll say, oh my gosh, I'm a PMTL. Oh my gosh, I'm an ACPX. That's why I think this way. That's why I'm limiting myself in this area. So take that free quiz. It's listed up right below this. You can find it at bradbizjack.com. Uh, or sorry, not bradbizjack.com. Bradbizjack.com slash rewired live is our live event link. You can find it at quizzes.bradbizjack.com. That's where our quiz is, quizzes.bradbizjack.com. If you still would like to get your live event ticket, head to bradbizjack.com slash rewired live. Last couple days, we'd love to see you there in St. Louis, but either way, take that What's Your Unique Success Archetype quiz listed below. It'll change the game for you and help you identify your unique starting point. So I hope you found value in this episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjack, and always remember you're only one insight away from a radically different life. I'll see you next week.